What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the We Don't Know TV podcast. My name is Leaf. I am your host. This is a podcast where we watch the first episode of a show and then we talk about it. Now, if you're listening to this right now, current time, it is Halloween. So happy Halloween if you celebrate. I am still watching spooky shows because we are in spooky season. And then we will move on from here. Uh, I haven't picked the next one, but I mean, let's talk about the today's show. You know what I mean? Before I get ahead of myself. Today, we're talking about Cabinet of Curiosities by Guillermo del Toro. The premise for the show is bizarre nightmares unfold in eight tales of terror in a visually stunning, spine-tingling horror collection curated by Guillermo del Toro. Finally got through the intro. This is like the sixth time I'm doing this part. (laughs) But yeah, if you don't know, it's because it's your first time here. Uh, I go beat by beat through the episode, that way we don't miss anything, and then that way, if you haven't watched it, uh, you also get to, you know, come along for the ride. So, at the beginning of the show, right, I feel like we're not even in the episode yet, Guillermo pops on the screen, he's kind of talking about that, you know, the cabinet's full of, like, weird and, like, spooky things, and, like, maybe some things you don't understand, and, you know, stuff like that, and it was really interesting, because I didn't expect this kind of intro because it made it feel like the twilight zone which i enjoyed if you haven't seen the twilight zone whether the old one or the more recent one they kind of always end with like someone popping up on the screen and talking about basically like kind of like the theme of the episode so i thought it was kind of like a cool nod for him to come on and be like hey this is kind of like this cabinet where like we're going to explore some stories where weird things are happening. And then at the end of his little thing, he's like, and here's the director of this episode, which I thought was cool to like kind of give them their kind of moment before you hop in. Then we get into the cool intro, you know, showing all the maybe some stuff you'll see and all like, you know, spiraling and like spooky stuff. It's cool. I enjoyed it. He reminded me of like a lot of things that Netflix has done or, you know, something akin to like the Game of Thrones intro. So I was like, okay, cool. I didn't need this, but I like that it's here. We start the episode off with an old man. Uh, he's watching the news. It's like old, <laughs> uh, what he's watching and like even the TV he's watching. Gets up after eating dinner, throws in the trash. Looks like he's been eating the same like TV dinner type things over and over again. He immediately puts on an apron and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And he just starts chopping up some meat and it looks like <laughs> like rat meat and like you know, like the animals you don't want to touch, like raccoons and like possums and stuff. And it's like, all right, this old man is clearly already bonkers. Where is this going? He drops some stuff. He goes to pick it up. He drops, a, I think, the head of an animal. Has a heart attack. He's dead. Okay. <laughs> uh, we then hop into a new character uh, named Nick. He is in the car. He's listening to the radio. And it is more, I guess, like conservative, like uh, right-wing type radio. Because they're talking about, like, get the immigrants out of here and the blacks and the browns. And they want their rights. What about the whites' rights? And it's like, okay, this is a... Uh, and, you know, Nick's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And it's like, okay. Uh, character is has been established very fast. <laughs> So we go into a storage container type area. There is an auction going on. There's a guy named Eddie. He is, you know, hamming it up for everybody. putting a little pageantry on. Lot 36, the name of the episode, and also the lot up for sale. They start the bidding. They're going back and forth. 
Nick ends up winning. He pays $400 for the unit. It turns out, uh, as Nick is going to pay Eddie for the unit, he's on the phone and he owes someone. And they're like, yo, I want my money. And it's like, oh, I wonder how this is going to, you know, dip into the episode. But yeah, he's like, I want my money. Eddie, after the phone call, Eddie's like, yo, I want my money. It turns out, like, while Nick is on the phone, Eddie's kind of, like, putting cash in, like, the the box, but he's also taking a little bit for himself. So it's like, was Eddie skimming off the top? Like, should we be worried about him? I don't know. The old man, well, Eddie's like, let me show you something um, after Nick pays for the unit. In fact, Nick was going to pay with a check, and Eddie's like, dude, I know you. Give me that money. I need that cash. (laughs) Nick gives him the cash. Eddie puts a little bit in his pocket. Nick's like, yo, like, are you stealing? He's like, you know how much uh, or how little I get paid? Like, don't worry about it. But he's like, listen, the guy, the old man that used to own your storage unit, he's like a little off his rocker. Let me show you this video. And it turns out for the last, since like the inception of this public storage place, this old man has bought a unit. And every day he goes to his unit, he's there for like an hour to an hour and a half, and he leaves. And then Eddie's like, look, he goes and he has a bag, and when he leaves, the bag is empty. Like, what is that about? The other thing that's weird is when he gets to the door, the old man hops up to the door, goes inside. When he leaves, he hops out of the door, (laughs) and then he leaves. And so Eddie's like, yo, this is weird. And then Nick's like, listen, I've been buying units for a while now. I had one that had like, uh, you know, fingernail clippings and like hair pieces and like teeth. He's like, I'm used to weird stuff. Like, I'm really not going to stress about this. Nick leaves. This old Hispanic lady named Amelia comes to Eddie. She's like, yo, I'm here um, to pay up my two months for my storage unit. Eddie's like, yo, you know, we called you, like, we we sent you a letter, like, you didn't respond, I'm so sorry, I had to, you know, sell it, I had to put it up for auction, and she's like, I told you I moved, I called you, and you answered me, but, like, I guess you didn't know it was me, and he's like, oh, and he actually feels bad, and he's like, listen, that guy, Nick, and he points to him outside, is the guy who bought your unit, if you want to get your stuff back, you should go talk to him, so... Amelia goes and talks to Nick and she's like, hey, listen, you bought my unit. I have personal things in there. If you can just let me either have it back or just have my stuff back, you know, we be straight. And Nick is like, he's not having it. He's like, listen, I bought it fair and square. I got rid of a bunch of stuff. I'm sure your stuff isn't even in there anymore. And she's like, well, if you can just, you know, let me check real quick. I'll just get anything that's mine and then I'll get out of there. And he's like, no, listen, you didn't pay. It put up for auction. I buy it. He's like, "Why? Are, where are you from, by the way? You know, doing that, like, are you American type thing? And she's like, listen, I'm American. Like, I just want my stuff. Again, Nick's like, he just doesn't care and he's being an asshole and he just gives her the lock that they chop off when they put it up for auction and he's like here i guess this belongs to you and of course she's upset so she says something in spanish and he's like what did you say to me and he's like you know what if you're gonna talk to me you know this is america you need to speak english and she's like i told you to go to hell (laughs) you know he calls her a dumb bitch and then he leaves so you know off the bat nick is already an asshole and then with the whole like (laughs) you know whites rights and this is america you need to speak english it's like yeah he's not really helped the show isn't helping me like him more (laughs) you know but i think that's kind of the point so we go back to nick he goes back inside 
he's looking at his unit. He's like, this is small. He goes to Eddie. He's like, my unit is smaller than it's supposed to be. And Eddie's like, dude, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like it's probably, you know, the way it was built or something. He's like, I don't, you know what I mean? He's like, I don't know, dude. And then Eddie's like, oh, by the way, there's some old lady named Amelia and she wanted her stuff back. So I sent her to you. And Nick's like, yeah, dude, like, what the fuck? you know what's mine is mine <laughs> you know i worked hard for this and then you know i fought i fought for this country and like why should i have to give up what's mine you know he's like i've suffered and all that and eddie's like listen i'm a black man like i know about suffering and he's like also there are black people on the front lines which i'm sure you didn't even notice so he's like you know you need to chill out with all that and nick's like kind of he's kind of like yo fuck you life is hard for me I did my time, you know, I can't hear out one of my ears, and he's like, when I was on the battlefield, we were all on the same team, so, like, don't come with me at that shit. Nick starts going through the stuff, <laughs> he finds this candlestick, he's like, alright, this looks cool, he's going through the photo album, it seems like the old man was a Nazi, Nick doesn't care, he's just got, ah, whatever, I'm like, okay, I feel like, <laughs> you know, we might wanna, we might wanna uh, feel some type of way about that, but uh, Nick does, especially... If you're going to be like, oh, I served in the war, I'd be like, oh, this guy's a Nazi? Hold on. But, uh, you know, Nick doesn't care. And he finds this, like, wooden thing that has a pentagram on it. And again, he's just kind of, like, nonchalant <laughs> about it. Yeah, he, he just kind of moves on. He goes back to his truck. Some guy comes out of nowhere, breaks a window, hits uh, Nick in the head with, like, the wooden part of the hammer, breaks the more of his window, and the guy's like, listen i want my money i need 12k by tomorrow okay like get it done and he leaves and as he's leaving apparently amelia was there for some reason just watching in the corner and <laughs> nick is like all right you can get out of here like shoo shoo like she's a dog and i'm like dude you're not helping your case but also why is she there still the, you know the show doesn't bring it up and i'm like why is this whole lady just chilling seems a little weird okay we'll come back to this Nick uses uh, Eddie's first aid kit. He goes back inside. Eddie's like, listen, what you have might be, you know, kind of valuable. So rather than going to your usual spot, I'm going to give you this lady named Agatha's address. She might be able to give you a little more money. And then he's like, all right, cool. And then Nick puts tape on the windshield. And I'm, I'm not a mechanic, but I feel like that's not the solution to fix broken uh, glass. But what do i know what does nick know i'm not sure <laughs> but anyways we go to agatha turns out the candlestick that he got really isn't uh worth much she's like this is like was crafted well back then but like it didn't hold up now but she's like hey this wooden table that you brought is actually a seance table and then she's like touching it she's inspecting it she presses something a compartment opens turns out there are three books inside Agatha's like, oh, I can't really do anything about these books, but I know a guy who might be interested. Let me go make a call. And then they look at the last piece, and it's like this... It look, almost looks like a flower arrangement, but it's made completely out of hair. And she's like, yeah, it's pretty cool, right? And Nick's just kind of like, I guess so. And I'm like, dude, that... We're, we're getting red flags and nobody's talking about this. It feels a little weird to me. I mean, some people might be like, oh, it's just art or whatever. But, uh... You know, you, you see some Nazi stuff, you see a pentagram, you show me a, some uh, uh, a piece made of hair, 
and uh, I see a bunch of red flags, and I'm not even that, you know, religious, I'm not religious, or suspicious, you know what I mean, but uh, I know flags when I see them, but anyways, Agatha makes a call, she's like, yo, you gotta come look at these books, and the guy's like, yo, I'll come look at these books, and then <laughs> Roland shows up to look at these books, he starts giving details about the seance table, Nick is like, gives him a face that's like dude i don't fucking care <laughs> and it's like actually kind of funny because it's like i'm here to sell this table i don't need the history of like it was made in blah 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 out of cedar it's like, you know like how much are you trying to pay for this so i feel him just on that aspect roland who is the guy who comes to look at these books is like hey there's actually four books the fourth one is the most rare do you have it and then Nick's like, I didn't see one. We only found three. And he's like, well, if you can find the fourth one, I will pay you $300,000. All right. This fourth book is the rarest one of all. And it is said to be able to bind a demon to earth. If it is used correctly, the book, the book will burn after it's used. But if not, that means the book is still out there. Except, and then he like pauses and Nick's like, okay, can you skip the pageantry and tell me, like, we're having a conversation here. Which I also thought was funny, because, you know, in another show, it would have just played out, you know, for anticipation. But, you know, there's a sense of realism, of like, hey, man, I'm here to I'm here to sell my stuff and pay my debt and make some money. Can you stop with all the, like, extra stuff? You know, I'm trying to get down to business. The except part is, if the demon isn't able to collect, that means that the book is still around. Nick is like, all right, if I find this book tonight, will you pay me? And Roland's like, hell yeah, I'll actually go check right here right now. And he's like, all right, let, I'm going to find the book. And Roland's like, all right, I'll come with you. And so they go to find the book. They get in the car. Roland is saying that he actually knew the old man's fa- or knew of the old man's family. They were rich. The old man was a Nazi. He ended up gambling everything away uh, money-wise. He destroyed his family. He was running in occult circles over in Europe. He actually uh, used the book and gave had to give something up. He gave up his sister so that the demon could take its body or take her body. Yeah, so not a good guy at all. Nick, again, does not give a fuck. <laughs> He's like, okay, this is all just kind of like, you know, woo-woo, like mumbo-jumbo to me. Like, I don't care. They get back to the public storage place. Roland has the candlestick, and he's like, here, use this. And Nick is like, what are you talking about? And he's like, if you light the candlestick, you'll actually be protected from any evil entities. And Nick's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Let's go get this book. So they start looking for the book everywhere. They're not finding anything. And Nick's like, all right, let me move some stuff so we can get more space. He makes a threat like, yo, if you steal anything from me, like, I'm going to kick your ass. And Roland's like, well, like, whatever. <laughs> he makes like a face like, dude, we're here for the book. And as Nick is throwing out the stuff, Amelia is lurking again. And I'm watching this like, why is she here? What does she do? She like, you know, I know she cleans. She made like a small comment about that. But she just hanging out around this public storage place waiting for Nick so that she can do what? Like, steal from him or have another conversation? It's unclear because, again, she's lurking in the shadows. But we go back inside. All right. It turns out that one of the walls is hollow. And so they start moving stuff out the way. They go to open the wall. Roland gets the candles ready because he's like, you know, I got to protect myself from these demons. Turns out when they open the door, there's this horrible smell 
coming from this hallway. Roland's like, listen, don't touch anything. Don't say anything. Let's get the book and let's get out. There might be a demon in there. If there is a demon in there, like, don't look at it. Don't talk to it. Again, Nick is like, yeah, whatever, dude. As they're walking, there's a bunch of, like, pieces of paper against the wall. There are crosses everywhere. I assume they're pieces of the Bible. Um, There are crosses everywhere along this hallway. Things are starting to get eerie. They make it into the next room. There is a pentagram on the floor with a body that has clearly been dead, and its skin, or its hair is uh like melted to the floor and the face is missing and then you can see on the inside there's like tentacles like writhing around in there the book is on the other side of the room and if i didn't say this i can't remember but the the body is inside of a pentagram and nick just casually walks through the pentagram to go grab the book and it's like okay (laughs) you know what i mean like you didn't believe it before any of this mystical stuff all the signs were there (laughs) you know the nazi stuff the seance table yada yada there's a secret uh tunnel blah 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 but if you go (laughs) into a room and you see a pentagram with a clearly dead body that's been sitting there with its face missing i just don't understand how you're not like all right let me at least walk around this he just walked straight through the sand that was holding this demon down (laughs) as just it was a casual walk through a grocery store i'm like this dude's a whole idiot (laughs) you know what i mean but he breaks the circle, the demon comes to life, and you would think, oh, I thought the tentacles would come out of her face. No, the tentacles like basically explode out of her dead corpse, and it's just a a mound of tentacles at the top, and a, a rib cage, and then legs at the bottom, and you know, Nick makes a run for it with the book, but the book catches, well, he makes a run for it real quick. The demon grabs Roland, kills him. The contract is fulfilled, so the book catches fire. Nick drops it. He skedaddles. The demon is like, I'm hungry. (laughs) He's running. Lights go out. He turns lights on. He's hiding from the demon. Oh, you know, demon catches up. He goes around another corner. Oh, you know, the demon's looking around. He's hiding. He's hiding. He goes and he runs to the door. Uh Uh-oh, it's locked. And who shows up? fucking amelia lurking again (laughs) and i and he's like please like for the love of god please open the door and she's like just giving him a face like oops i wish i could but i can't and he's like please like okay he's like i know i've been asshole i'll do anything please please just fucking open the door and she's just like nope and she takes the little lock that uh he gave her and she puts it on the door and then she just dips and it is so weird okay actually we'll get back to it and then she puts the lock on the door. The demon shows up. There's like a, a quick POV that I really liked of just all the tentacles just grabbing his face. And you see a mouth real quick and it jumps at the screen and he's clearly dead. And that's where the episode ends. I am very conflicted by the end of this episode, which I didn't expect because Amelia wanted her stuff. Fair enough. She didn't pay you know, the kind thing to do would be for Nick to let her grab what's left of her family's, you know, stuff and then dip. He doesn't do that. Asshole move for sure. But for her to be like, oh, like for her to stalk him is kind of feels like what she was doing. 
And for her to just be like, oh, I'm going to leave you locked inside this place even though you're begging for help and you're clearly in distress. Bye. Is like, uh, I'm not really on her side. And I feel like the show wanted me to be on her side. But like her, the way she was moving was weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the thing is, sure, Nick, not a good guy. He's an asshole for sure. Hints of racism for sure. But he didn't do anything expressly terrible in the episode other than being a complete idiot and walking through a pentagram for me to be like yeah he deserves to die you know what i mean like sure should he have gone like smacked around by the demon real quick and then lived i'll allow it but for him to be murdered in the way that he did because he didn't give up the items that it, you know were amelia's but that he kind of rightfully paid for it was kind of like you left me more conflicted than you did make me being like well he got what he get, you know he got what he deserved so i was like i don't really know what you were what you wanted me to feel in this moment like i i think i did but i didn't feel it so it's like i don't even know <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to get into my rating system. If it's your first time here, I have a three-point rating system. It is one and done, give it a chance, and I'm in. For this one, I give it a I'm in. Going in already expecting a the fact that I had Guillermo del Toro's name attached to it. Everything I've seen from him has always done really well in terms of like creature work and the way that they either move or look or... All of the above, I feel like he understands monsters, and there's no other way to really describe it unless you've seen some of his other work, which I highly recommend. So yeah, when the demon popped out, I was like, okay, yeah, that is a terrifying thing, even though when I feel like when I described it, if you didn't watch the episode, you're probably like, okay, that sounds weird, but like seeing it is like very off-putting. I like the slow drip feed mystery of it all, of like, hey, what is this old man really up to? Because he already started off creepy with chopping up like these rodents <laughs> you know and like dying to like pick up one of its heads and then you know it's like oh we got the nazi and the occult and you you know i think even having a setup for like oh a demon yeah i've seen that before but like having the demon be like this tentacle monster is different than being like oh yeah it looks like you know you could have easily done something like the exorcist looking type but I think the switch up really worked for me. And then I think the unintentional conflict I have at the end of the episode actually makes me more interested of if the other episodes have this weird, like, do they end where it's like, okay, I'm satisfied? Or do they leave me being like, uh, I don't know how to feel about that. And if you didn't know, because I didn't say this in the beginning, this is an anthology series. So the other seven episodes are all completely self-contained. Uh, so you don't need to watch, you know, any of the other ones to understand what's going on before or after that immediate episode. So yeah, I enjoy this one. I might actually spend some time and go back and watch the other ones. I'm going to give this episode an I'm in. If you want to know what's going on in the podcast, I record every Tuesday. I will be uploading every Tuesday. I'm <laughs> back on track. If you want to know more information about me or just kind of keep up the podcast and you still have Twitter or X, um, you can follow me at Little Leafers. And until next time, peace.